the gates and ready to go. Hot fight with Hunter Withrow underway on this Wednesday edition. We are glad you are with us across the Outkick network, all the streaming platforms, including streaming live right now, outkick.com slash watch. Plenty uh, to get to today. We've got Clay Travis coming up a bit later this hour, plus uh, Dan Dockich on today's program. Chad, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Happy Valentine's Day to all who yeah. celebrate. Hunt and I both wearing a shade of red today. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Well done. Uh, uh, terrible news to uh, right off the, right out of the gate with uh, several uh, have been shot uh, after a Chiefs uh, Super Bowl parade in Kansas City. Uh, two armed men uh, have been detained, according to Kansas City police. Um, just reading through the AP report here, the shooting took place west of Union Station uh, near the garage as Chiefs fans were leaving the parade. Two armed people have been detained and... Um, Chad, there's what eight to ten people that have been shot as as of right now, based on the reports. It's uh, this is just awful. Yeah, terrible. Uh, Video is terrible. Also, I've um I've been following Kansas City police throughout the day, and yeah. um, that they're saying eight to ten people. And uh, I, the most heartbreaking part of all this is multiple children have been transported to uh, Kansas City Children's Hospital. So uh, awful, awful situation in Kansas City. We don't have many details right now, yeah. but when we get them, we'll, we'll pass yeah. them along. Yeah, and about a, a, they were expecting a million uh, parade goers yeah. for this, and six hundred long. Well, it was at the end of the parade, officials. I think. It was as right it was at the finishing end. up. Yes, yeah. it was. Uh, more details on that on the uh, terrible news uh, out of KC following their their parade celebration uh, for Super Bowl Fifty Eight with the Chiefs winning that. Um, we've got plenty to get to today. Uh, you can join us on socials. You can. Obviously, a, a chime in on uh, X as well. Uh, Chad, uh, the New York Times, they had a column about, well, the left and the right and sports media and journalism and which way certain sites may lean one way or the other. Uh, I was joking because we were, uh, we were photographed in the New York Times article for Outkick. Um, I was joking that I thought that they thought I was Clay, <laughs> which, I mean, uh, Chuck told me he was uh, behind the scenes there. He, he said someone did come up and ask, like, who is that guy? He, uh, he did absolutely think I was Clay. Well, but, but then I was they, identified. They did. I, I don't know that they thought that, the, that, that you were Clay in that one only because they got um, a quote from Clay also on top of it. For the story, yeah, but not this ph photographer. Yeah, you're right. The photographer may have had no clue whatsoever. You may have um, seen him. You remember him coming around? I don't. I don't. I don't remember him. Um, I just assume you know people saw two really handsome guys and thought, let's photograph these Maybe. guys. They saw Hutton and said, this must be somebody. I don't know who he is. Who are these guys that are barely surviving? Who's is that? Trevor Simeon growing out a beard. <laughs> I need to photograph him to make sure we get it done. What do yeah. you think of this, Jeff? Well, uh, look, the the story itself was was fine. I mean, it's a uh, I, I had no objection to anything written in the story. It was in the hard cop, copy edition of Sunday's Times mm -hmm. as well. Pretty cool for our show to even be photographed and, and featured yeah. in the New York Times. I mean, that is a pretty big deal, being the New York Times. So wanted to bring that to everyone's attention. Also, if you're not a subscriber to the Times, I am not. Uh, but I went out on Sunday when I found out, and I bought some, some hard copy editions of it. Hutton, I have one for you uh, that you. I'll give to you Thank also you. Uh, to make sure that we had it. The the story in it, in and of itself is pretty simplistic. You know, it is these brands are capitalizing on a more right leaning sports fan, which we've known this for a while. 
Sure. Most hardcore sports fans you would classify as more right-leaning than left. Uh, that's how sports fans typically roll. Not always the case, obviously, like anything in America. But they talked about a barstool conservative and kind of defined what that is, more of a libertarian-type view. They get into OutKick and how it's more you know, right-leaning Republican. They talk about Pat McAfee having Aaron Rodgers on his show and how that could be seen as, you know, because of his, uh, what people would call anti-vax stance, that that's more of a right-leaning move just to have him, give him a voice to talk about something. Uh, speaking of voices, mine is almost out, a little bit of a cold, so apologies. We'll pump up the mic here in a minute uh, in case it does start to go out. But my big takeaway, Hutton, from all of this is people want to focus on right or left with this, right? Hey, OutKick does well yes. because they're serving a right-leaning audience. That, that, that is true. OutKick does well, and it definitely has majority right-leaning audience for sure. But it's also, to me, what's lost in the shuffle in all of this is, is one word, authenticity. And, and, and that's what I want our show to be known as, right? I, I agree with most things that are written at OutKick. I agree with a lot of things that other OutKick personalities, writers have to say about any number of issues. There's no doubt about it. But when I disagree, or Hutton disagrees, what I want our audience to know is that we are about authenticity first. Yes. If I think it's stupid to try to cancel Bud Light because they made a bad marketing decision, I'm going to tell you, and we told you that over and over again, I, cancel culture is cancel culture however you want to church it up. It's all the same. I hate all of it. So I'm not going to sit here in one breath and say, boy, it's really dumb for left-wingers to try to cancel this conservative because they made this joke while also saying, hey, everyone, boycott Bud Light because they made a bad marketing decision that, that we all disagree with. I disagree with the marketing decision. But if you want to drink Bud Light, drink Bud Light. That's an authentic approach. Drink your beer. That's an authentic approach, right? That, that is something that we're going to look at every situation and give you authenticity. We've been at this for a long time doing it. When Clay Travis hired us, he hired us and said, go do your show. I'm not going to give you a bunch of notes on every show. I like your show. I like you guys, what you do. Go do it. Do your show. So I, I want, because that story, and I've heard from people about it, oh, you're just saying this, this, and this because you don't believe it, but because you think that the audience is going to want to hear that. That's simply not true. I think the best shows out there, I think Pat McAfee is a good example of this too. You are going to say things that people are going to agree with you on. You're also going to say things that, that challenge the audience, that maybe they completely disagree on. So when I come in yesterday and I say it's ridiculous that anyone bought in to some you know, right-wing politician claiming that Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey are CIA operatives <laughs> that are trying to rig the election for Joe Biden, if you believe that, that's stupid. And you set up President Joe Biden to look clever. Because of that, and his camp capitalized on it. Yes, you did the impossible. Bravo. You made, Biden, Garnett, you made President possible. Biden look clever. Bravo. Good job. <laughs> a guy, again, who can't complete a sentence and doesn't know who's running any country in the world right now, you made him look clever by buying into stupidity. Don't buy into stupidity. Everybody's got an authentic opinion. We have authentic opinions on this show. We're going to talk about all the issues. We're not going to back down from anything. There's nothing too controversial for this show. We're not going to run and hide. We're also not going to placate and tell you what you think we think you think. Mm. We're not going to give you something on a silver platter and say, here's the red meat, eat it up. Now, there are times I'm going to have an opinion 
that 98% of our audience is going to say, amen, well said. I, I completely agree. There are other times where Hutton and I are going to have an opinion that you're going to say, I, I, don't, I don't agree with this. And if you don't like being challenged, well, that's, that's tough. That's life. I want to be challenged. I want this show to be challenging. But mainly, I want this show to be authentic. And I think that's what's missing in this New York Times piece about this show specifically, and I think about some others at OutKick as well. Authenticity. Be authentic. That's what we try to do every day. We come in here, we want to tell you exactly what we think, exactly what we feel about any issue. Right. And we're not going to stop doing that. But no one's going to write the script for us. Thank you for the cough drop, too. I I tried to hand that to you. Where no one could see. But it's okay. Maybe they did. I don't know. We again, authentic. We let the audience in. If Fair you enough. hand me a cough drop, you could you could fire it off my cheekbone, Hutton, during the middle of a segment. I'll I'll catch it. We'll let them see it. It's fine. Who will uh, have the the information now first? The the fact that uh, we'll find out whether or not Taylor Swift actually endorsed President Biden again. By the way, again. Or Central Michigan continues to uh, investigate who was on the sideline. Are, are we sure that, well, two things here now that you've raised that issue. Yeah. Are we sure that Biden is running for re-election well, that, right now? Again, that, and that a, could be that the holdup with Taylor Swift. That was only the report. I think Taylor Swift may be holding out to see, uh, see who she's going to be. Look, she, the Democratic, if, if Donald Trump is running, I'm going to give a big spoiler alert to America right here. Taylor Swift will endorse whoever he runs against, whether that be Michelle Obama, Joe Biden, uh, whether that be uh, Dr. Jill Biden, Michelle Obama, uh, anyone else. Put any living human up against Donald J. Trump. Any living human. human. Kanye West could run against Donald J. Trump. And uh, Taylor Swift Swift would endorse Kanye West. This is not a mystery. Everyone knows who she's going to endorse. That might be the only She is extremely liberal, extremely liberal with a lot of her stances. So she's going to endorse whoever goes against Donald J. Trump. That that I'm sure of. Uh, On the Central Michigan investigation, uh, when's the next Olympics after this one? Are we back in the two-year stretch in between? Maybe by the next the Olympics is in Winter Los Olympics. Angeles after this one, right? Yeah. Well, no, this one, Paris, and then twenty twenty eight. But is I'm saying Winter Olympics. It's a two oh, year stack. So it'll be twenty six. So twenty twenty six. I'm not sure where yeah. the Winter Olympics are then, but by that Winter Olympics, maybe we'll have a conclusion in the Central Michigan Connor Stallions investigation. I think it's somewhere. What a Friday news dump that would be, if that lady at Central Michigan just came out and said, "You know what? It was Connor Stallions." And I know who gave him the pass. It was Jim McElwain, who was our head coach. He knew about uh, it all along. South and he's Korea. fired. South and now Korea, he's fired. looks like. I don't I mean, I'm just, I hope Google's correct here. I, you know, I've always said, the closer you can get to North Korea for an Olympic there game, yeah, exactly. the better. Let's, exactly. Let's butt Chad, up right up against that 48th parallel. And, reading, and let's make sure that we can do our, our, let's bring the world there. That's where we need to bring the world. In reading the piece of the New York Times, what, my takeaway was, um, they're trying in a liberal media. The, the we see now that they're leaning more into what will engage the audience more than anything else, instead of telling the audience what to think. Pat McAfee's a good example with ESPN. You know all the fallout from what we saw with executives, right? Or it, it's I I fully expected him to be suspended. Did you? Yeah, I did. They didn't do it. And, and the quotes from Clay, I mean, were uh, spot on. But I, I didn't read this and think it was a shot at anything we were doing. I thought it was more of a discussion point about 
the split between who's doing what. And by the way, uh, ESPN's now coming back towards, you know, uh, a, a, a at least a an appearance that they're actually just trying to entertain instead of anything else. Yeah. Entertain instead of, uh, quote-unquote, inform, right? That's, oh, yeah. And meanwhile, we're sitting here just doing what we were doing. Yeah, and well, and it's, look, it's all, it's, it's business calculations. Meaning, like, we, haven't you're making. we, we don't have to yeah, change like, direction. I, I read that piece, and I'm thinking, yeah, this, of course this makes sense. Right, right. If, if, right. If, if, and, and the OutKick ethos, to me, is correct. I, I really believe OutKick has facts on their side. More often yeah. than not, yeah. than, than a lot of other media outlets. So l- let me put that out there first. As a baseline, facts are on OutKick's side. Yeah. But of, of course, like if it's true that most media members, we'd always get in this argument even back on our old Nashville show. Yeah. Most members of the media, most people who go to journalism school and they're reporting on something, they lean left. That is a fact. That, that is a natural state of journalism a lot of times. Some hide it better than others. Some can be right down the middle on things. It's not universal that everyone is some crazy left-wing lunatic that's in the media, but it, that tends to happen more often than not. So the antidote to that is doing something that is more anti-woke, whatever you want to call it, down the middle, right-leaning, you know, whatever the New York Times, however they described OutKick and, and Barstool and others, right? But even so, just look at it from this it's, particular it's real quick. It's good business also. But even, even those who hated Aaron Rodgers still voted for him for MVP that final year with Green Bay. Uh, except for, except for Hub Arkish, who yeah. does, no longer votes. But they, they still, in, in this case, they still voted on who should be the most valuable player. Even though they were, you know, Totally against the right, uh, you know. Uh, Some whatever, people get whatever blinded saying, by it, and they can't get past what you believe. Right, but now they're covering them like crazy. Yeah, you know. Well, and that's what I wanted to get to with uh, with like McAfee. Yeah, you know, it's uh, the New York Times even said his anti-vax beliefs. I think is what they said about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers came out and said, "I'm not anti-vax. I'm anti this vax. I'm about asking questions about this vaccination that was pushed through." So quickly, and said it's not even a vaccination, by the way. During but the he's Trump not, administration, he's not anti-vax at, at all times. He's right. like, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer of you make your own decision. I'm not pushing people away from all vaccinations. Do what you want to do. But the New York Times will still put his anti-vax beliefs. Well, it's anti-COVID vaccination right. that he's talking about. So there's there's nuance there. But regardless of what the New York Times writes about Aaron Rodgers, everyone in media and everyone who's ever watched a show about sports or politics or anything can agree on this. It's good business to have Aaron Rodgers on your show weekly. It's going to get eyeballs in. Whether you agree or disagree with him, to me, it's a smart move by Pat McAfee. And I think that's the point, right? Barstool. But for a long time, ESPN was not doing that. No, they weren't. Outkick. These current companies, I believe, and we can speak for our show. I'm not here to try to tell you what to believe politically. I'm here to talk about, and Hutton is too, to talk about issues surrounding sports, politics, pop culture, everything, and give you our honest opinion on them. And if a lot of our opinions happen to side with one side or the other, well, that's the way it's lined up. But But it's not our intent. It's not our intent, exactly. We are being authentic to our own opinions. Being authentic to your own opinion that doesn't agree with the mainstream has become a cottage industry in and of itself. And that sounds nuts. 
Because I, I again, be I just think you're think. just sharing your opinion, you have right? To be a part of groupthink, right? You're going a different way, right? Now, look, groupthink can't happen on both both sides too. Of course, it and can. We, we want to avoid that, obviously. But being a member of the media that espouses something that's not in line with 70, 80% of media, let's say, well, that's now suddenly just right-leaning or outkick or whatever you want to call it. But in reality, with us, it's, it's authenticity. And we're saying what it's we who we are. It's what we think. Right. So I hope I articulated you that. You did. Well uh, by enough. the way, the 2026 Winter Olympics, uh, thank you, Colin, Milan. Ooh, Milan. Much better than South Korea. Yeah, not South Korea. Uh, South Korea is apparent. I don't know when that one is, but it just happened there. I don't know. Started watching a show that took place uh, maybe close to Milan in northern Italy. Yeah. In this latest episode, I highly recommend Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the Brad Pitt Angelina Jolie movie. Yes. From years ago, this yes. is a spinoff of it with Donald Glover, and it is really, really good. It's a totally How different do they premise. Spin this off. They are they're placed together, like they are working for some mysterious boss. Right, do they that know speaks that, to though? them online. Because they didn't know that in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, right? You go to a job interview. Like, one was kicked okay. out of the CIA. One was kicked out of the FBI, right? And then they fill out this application. They answer all these questions. And they put them together as a married couple that has to do these missions together. And then you start – it becomes kind of a love story. Right, a will they, won't they? They start out as, you know, strangers. And then – Oh, I know what they do. By episode two, <laughs> oh, you get your do. answer. And the answer is yes. On this Valentine's Day, I can confirm. They, they will. And Jack, they do. Do you have dinner plans tonight? I do not. Congrats. That, that, good. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Is that intentional? Um, yes. It's just life at this point, you know? Like get home, well, Paul, relax. Well, Paul was always anti-Valentine's Day. But yeah. if it is a manufactured, you know, I did go, go out and buy something. I did holiday. go to the grocery store today to pick up flowers. And good. I mean, it was... Um, you look around, it was like, you know, dudes storming the beaches of Normandy, yeah, trying was, to gather up the last snow flowers. Snow was hitting, and you Yeah, need it milk. was the equal amount of fear, I think, in some eyes <laughs> that I saw uh, at like 7.30 this morning when I went out. Speaking of f- fear, why is everyone afraid of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? Great question. I don't understand this at all. So, this all start. Jim Nance and Tony Romo just glossed over what was a huge storyline playing out in front of us during the game where Kelsey goes up to Andy Reid in this tirade, bumps into him, pissed off that he's not getting the football. I immediately think, well, every time he touches the football, Taylor Swift is going to be shown. And then I started, if you, if you understand what the storylines are, that's no, it's the Super Bowl. It's a massive game. There are so many different elements to this. That was a massive moment, though. That was just kind of an average play on CBS. Then I'm looking today, and Bobby Barak with the story at Outkick.com, that NFL Films, through uh, the CW, has now edited slash muted uh, the audio of this tirade, where they apparently have the audio paired with the video and chose not to play it Instead, letting their hosts on Inside the NFL just talk over it. This is more than just, well, we didn't deem it a good, a a big story at that moment. I don't know the elements of who chooses to put certain things on and certain things off. 
ultimately, I mean, it, uh, hard knocks. The, the team has right of first refusal on what is aired on the final cut. They have final cut. Yep. Everyone knows that. I also know, having been on the sidelines, that there are so many boom mics right over the top of whatever the coach and the players are talking about. The random discussions of multiple players who are mic'd up. Kelsey was mic'd up, by the way. All they cared about was the post game when he's talking to Taylor Swift. Um, Chad, they muted this because of because of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Meanwhile, throughout the year, how many times have we seen players caught in a weird moment where maybe they're saying something? And it, it's happened multiple times. Oh, I forgot I was mic'd up. And they play it. They play it. Why does Travis Kelsey get this treatment? I don't know who else in the league would get this treatment. I really don't. Patrick Mahomes, if, they're, if he's mic'd up, it's being used. Will they edit it without us knowing? Sure. The difference is, this is the moment that we want to know what was said in that case. And to not play the audio, I can't wait for TMZ to have this audio leaked. I'm right there with you, Bobby, on this. Cannot wait because the NFL doesn't want us to hear it because they don't want to piss off the Swifties. I'm, I think CBS was the same way. I think CBS was more in the moment and reacted as if it was just a uh, nonchalant routine thing. It's not. How many times have you seen this, Jad? I've seen it a bunch. No, no, no. I'm saying... Oh, the actual... The actual player getting into it with the coach and bumping into oh, him the way never. They I've never seen it. Unprecedented. I, and Especially a player of Super this Bowl. ilk. In the Super Bowl. Yeah, right? it's, it's crazy. Um, that, that, you mentioned Mahomes even, Hutton. Um, you know, the quarterback series yeah. that, that I watched on Netflix, they didn't edit out what Mahomes was yelling at people. Him and Max Crosby getting into it. I mean, I, I would just That say, was all in. I was just a D-bat. Kelsey, D-bat. By the way, it wouldn't hurt Kelsey if they well, played. See, I think it's the NFL that needs to debat. Well, it, but it's about, they're the ones giving the orders but it, to, but, to inside but the why, NFL to do it. But why? It's about Swift. Yeah, it's about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey is getting the Swift treatment, and I don't understand why. Taylor can kick out Kanye West apparently, uh, and you know, uh, kick not just kick him out of a seat, but kick him out of the stadium. Uh, there, there's no, uh, you, know, you don't have a, a, a way to. Uh, put up uh, the uh, certain planes. Everything's booked at both airports. <clears throat> Doesn't matter. You know, if she's going to find her spot, whatever. Uh, you get to a certain status, you're going to get that. And Taylor is at a way different level than the musicians across the globe with what she's doing. Travis Kelsey isn't. No. no. And his, his overall brand is not going to be hurt by this because... Andy Reid's already addressed it. They're not protecting the Chiefs. Uh, Kelsey's addressed it. Who cares? I guess Taylor Swift cares. Am I wrong in thinking this? That they're just protecting their, how they are viewed from her? Yeah, it, protection from the Swifties, maybe, if they release it, where they don't want but, people coming after them online. But, I, I don't know the motivation behind it. But who cares? Like, I don't even think that people would care about it. I don't know why we're muting this. I also think that is YouTube going to take them down. Look, here's you know what I mean. Like going what? back to going back to authenticity. And the answer is no, by the way. Yeah, going back to authenticity on this, right? With this whole whole deal, right? Uh, if you're a huge Taylor Swift fan and you love Travis Kelsey, you're going to defend whatever's on that audio. You're going to defend yes. it. Yes. Like this is what bothers me about a lot of things. Whatever he said, 
he could have called Andy Reid a fat bleepity bleep, you know, right there next to him. They're, they're going to defend it because it's Taylor Swift's man. If you hate Taylor Swift. And the audio will get out. If you hate Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs, you're probably going to absolutely hate whatever's on that audio, whatever he said. The reality is it was wrong. He should not have done it. Apparently, he apologized to, to Andy Reid. He needs to apologize publicly. Uh, I'll continue to state that. That's the right message to send. Is I said this to him, but I'll say it to everyone else. Not the right move. I let my emotions get the best of me. Should not happen. Won't happen again. Whatever. Very simple statement. Just come out and say that if you're Travis Kelsey. Well, and, but Kelsey, but here's, here's Kelsey what's was worried now. that it was going to come out. Well, here's, what's wor- here's what, where we're drifting into now. They're becoming Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, who no one likes. Uh, and it's not because of Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is being Taylor Swift. Um, she's dancing along to her own song, Love Story, the DJ Marshmallow version, uh, on, on camera with, with Travis Kelsey. She's going nuts in the suite. I don't have the animosity towards Taylor Swift as I'm starting to gain for Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey looks like the clout chaser in this whole deal. Travis Kelsey, to me, looks like the attention whore in this whole thing. Not Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is the hey, much bigger star Chad, is than there he ever was. Doubt? The people who have anger about her being shown, I don't care about Taylor Swift being shown. Sure. It's good, going back to previous discussion, it's good business. Travis Kelsey hasn't gone there yet, but he could be on the verge of becoming unlikable the longer this thing goes on and the more it feels like he's chasing clout with all of this. I liked him on SNL when he hosted I've liked him throughout his career. I don't like what he did to Andy Reid. I don't like some of the other stuff. But that's that's where this could eventually Chad, the, is you, Prince Harry, Meghan Markle well, territory. We want privacy. <laughs> Look, we want privacy while we go on you know, uh, 60 minutes and do a, a, uh, a Netflix show. But think about what Kelsey said on his, his immediate quote. Oh, you guys saw that? I'm going to keep it between us unless my mic up tells the world. I was just telling him how much I love him. He doesn't. He didn't want it out. And I mean, I mean, it appears that they get what they want. Meanwhile, by the well, way, what happened is I bet there, he, there are multiple times that players are mic'd up that it gets out. Yeah, and, and someone gets it. There's there, some. They're not a backup. They're they're just some role player, um, who's a starter on a on a, a team. Not a role player to a fan of that team, but a role player viewed out on the outside. In. And there you go. Like it, it's on the show. I, mean, I just don't. I don't understand why you have to mute this. And and they did in this case. They they cut this from from their uh their overall storyline here. I think it's the Chiefs probably going to the league and saying we don't want that out. But who, and it's Travis Kelsey going to the Chiefs saying don't let it out. They're going to the league and the league is honoring the Chiefs request. I but there's so many times that I mean they're showing the 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 video replay by the way. It's not like they're not they're showing the video replay. They're not adding the audio in, which is just, I mean, what's the point? Well, you have him mic'd up. Everyone wants to see this. And by the way, TMZ will get this audio. They absolutely I, will I, get this. I hope the NFL is going to have to leak it. Someone in the NFL is going to have to leak it. Or some producer. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's NFL Films that does it. It's NFL Films. It's inside They're the NFL. They're the ones and then it's who the have CW. It. The CW had nothing to do with the editing here. Oh, CW just airs that show. They air the show. They have nothing to do with yeah, it. Yeah, but, it, but I'm, I'm mentioning them as the the uh, the distributor. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm saying I, it's going to take a leak within the NFL Films office to get out Yeah, for someone to hear it. You're, you're saying the same person who leaked John Gruden's email. Um, that would be Roger Goodell. So Roger Goodell's not going to do that. 
He's the one who leaked the Gruden emails because he doesn't like them. I mean, I do I care that Taylor Swift is everywhere? No, I don't. Uh, do I think Travis Kelsey is getting getting into it with Andy Reid because he had what one catch for a yard at that point? And every time he gets a catch or makes a play, they pan to Taylor Swift. Yes. Do you know what I'm? I'm yes, I do. That we're robbed of in this whole scenario is the Chiefs losing and the Taylor Swift reaction shot of oh, them hey, losing in the last minute. Not only that, I was thinking about that late because she's experienced all joy in year one as a sports so fan. Easy. Season one, they they went and won a Super Bowl, and I just I kind of laugh because Taylor Swift, not a sports fan until this year. Like the rest of us who have lived and died with our favorite teams or played sports in our youth or whatever, we know what it's like to put everything into something and then lose and be dejected. But to see that from her one time would have been awesome. I think. Now, also from CBS. It would have been great. From the CBS perspective. 49ers is the villain of all Swifties everywhere for beating them. How dare you? Consider the money they made off of this. They had uh, straight uh, product uh, placement. They had uh, advertisers that were advertising during the Super Bowl directly to females because mm-hmm. of the Taylor Swift effect. Timu? Uh, I don't know about Timu. It was, uh, I don't know what they are. It was three of them. Sarah V. Seven million, do- maybe. Yeah. Seven million dollars for 30 seconds. So when you consider the whole 21 million, and it's based on how, you know, you're going to show Taylor Swift a lot because you've got the audience there. It, by the way, it went up 7% on the ratings. I'm not, I don't buy into a lot of just all of, based on just how the timeline has played out here, I, it's hard not to, that they're just placating to this. I, I, I'm robbed of the moment that I feel like Taylor Swift would have, would have really just been oh, one of us. If hey, they lost and we saw that reaction, that's when Taylor becomes all of us. If they lost, we would have the audio of this. This would be a storyline if they lost. Yeah. It would be. I, I, I don't know we, because be the league's about their, involvement in it, though. But we would be discussing the breakdown of the Chiefs. We would be comparing that game. And it, it was very, I mean, it reminded me of the Raiders game on Christmas. And how they're, you know, well, it's, getting it's into funny it and all that, that like, what media at large picks and chooses as to what they attach themselves to and go after. Yeah. There's been less physical contact that has happened between player and coach or player and other player at times, and people lose their mind over it. And then this happens with 66-year-old Andy Reid almost gets knocked to the ground, and it's just a big collective. Ah, boys will be boys. Nothing to see here. Just fiery. Just got all emotional. Got all worked up again. It's crazy. Kelsey bothers me more than Taylor Swift. Well, it's, it's starting to go into that I mean, he's, he's paid, what, $20 million for I the Pfizer commercial? I haven't a problem with either one of them until now. I'm starting to have a problem with Kelsey, not Taylor. Well, now they're about to go away, right? Well, I mean, I, yeah, I guess. I guess. Are they going to be present at the draft? But they're going to be photographed yeah, everywhere they go. Are they at the combine to, uh, to view possible prospects? Uh, they, uh, no, Taylor Swift does not go to Indianapolis unless she's getting paid a billion dollars to go play well, there. Unless tra- That's not a unless, city she Unless she Kelsey's visits. there. Who knows? I'm, I'm we'll no, you're, I mean, I'm with you. Uh, Justin Jefferson, salute, sir. He's about to break the bank and set the new bar for wide receiver uh, compensation. But he's waiting to see who his quarterback's going to be before he even signs anything. Good job. It's smart. Wait and see. It's smart. And um, it, well, you know what else it does? It, it makes them go to him. It, may, it makes the Vikings go to him and say, okay, what are you thinking here? Because they... They absolutely will keep him. He's also not going to turn down the money. But I'm curious what he thinks they might do that he doesn't like to 
to say this. Uh, not resign Cousins would be my guess. But they don't, they don't have the space. I mean, they really don't. They're about to break the bank for him. I, I they can't bring Cousins back. I don't know. We've seen teams do some weird manipulation of the cap to try to make that, it work. That's fair. Um, it, it, I mean, if they want to go down that, that route. But, yeah, I mean, he's, if they want Justin Jefferson, he gets to dictate their future at quarterback. That's what this, that's what this story means to me. Just asking the, before signing the extension, hey, what's the plan? What are we doing? Well, he's a guy who wants to win, too. Well, and everybody respects I thought, that. So we, we went through the great duos, quarterback-receiver combos yesterday. We didn't mention Justin Jefferson. No, he was injured. But I guess it, Cousins and Jefferson are good, not great. But he's putting up nearly 2,000 yards. I mean, he's legit. What quarterback combo would he not meet, those, meet that criteria? I really don't know. I think he's that good. I don't think he's going to get his. And he's gonna, I mean, I think he's the bottom, bottom 10 guys would affect him in the league because Kirk Cousins is squarely, I would say, top 15 yeah. in the league, right? Like yeah, the top right half there. of the league. I, he's, I think he's, so, he's much better than how people perceive Yeah, I mean, if it's, the, if it's the bottom of the barrel, that, that would negatively affect him in a big way. But other than that, yeah, he is that good. He's going to mesh well with anyone. I mean, he's so Cousins had the – you know, he's a free agent. He was playing this past year on a one-year, I think it was a $36 million contract or something. And he played really well. And then Jefferson got hurt. Couldn't get healthy. Well, look, it's tough for me to envision a scenario where Justin Jefferson's not a very good NFL wide receiver and, and super productive wherever he ends up. Now he gets to dictate his future, and he does not want to reset and rebuild with a young quarterback. I think that's the gist of all of this. Keep, keep this in mind. I think the Bengals will end up franchise tagging T. Higgins and then trade him. You have a, a sign and trade, a tag and trade, and if Jefferson's going to slow play this, Higgins isn't going to break the bank as much as maybe he thinks he will in regards to all of this. And the, the teams are going to trade for him don't want Jefferson to sign yet because there will be a gap. He's not going to get Jefferson money. Yeah. But he's a number one guy. Those are the two guys to watch yes, this offseason. For sure. Uh, looking at the NFL draft, uh, the draft order is set. We know the top three. I don't. I still don't think we're going to see three straight quarterbacks. Because I think one of these teams is going to trade out, Chad. I do. It's the Bears. Well, uh, well they're going to ask for a haul, though. A haul. Do you think? Do you think Williams is worth it? No. My answer is absolutely not. I mean, is it a haul if Washington trades up one spot and make sure they, they get Caleb Williams? So I, I just I wonder Rappaport, how much that changes depending on where they are in the draft. Ian Rappaport and his, uh, recently wrote, uh, Chicago would need a historic haul of draft picks and overall compensation to move off the first pick of the NFL draft, sources say. In the words of one source, it would have to be, quote, crazy. Uh, they're taking him. They're taking Caleb Williams. I think it's a mistake. I would go with Justin Fields. I would stick with him. He, you think the Bears will take Caleb Williams? Yeah, they don't now make, I do. And I thought they trade. would. I, initially, I thought they would uh, bring back Caleb Williams. I, I just think they want to reset. Uh, they don't want to pay Fields. It's a mistake because you're going to go with Caleb Williams, and I'm telling you, Ibraflus is going to be fired. You're going to reset the staff again. It's not good for a rookie quarterback, but it's also not good for Justin Fields. It's a no-win situation for either guy. I'm. I, I'm. Really excited to watch Fields and where he ends up. 
uh, because I, I I think everyone agrees they're going to uh, draft Caleb Williams number one overall. Um, where does that leave Fields? Traded to Pittsburgh, Atlanta. Uh, Pittsburgh's couple, the uh, Vegas favorite right now right to out. land Justin do you Fields. Have, do you have, do you remember the odds on the other teams? No, I want to say it was like plus one twenty five or minus one twenty five for Pittsburgh. I don't remember the other teams. I mean, uh, several options. Uh, I really like Fields' game. I don't think Fields is going to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is going to start Kenny Pickett, and they're going to bring in Ryan Tannehill as his backup. Okay. Well, they're going to Ryan have, Tannehill have is going to be compete. one of the best. I think Tannehill will win that job. Best veteran backup options in a tenuous starting quarterback spot. But and think, that's where Kenny Pickett is. But Ryan Tannehill could beat him out in, in camp. I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm even if he doesn't. Kenny Pickett could suck again, and Tannehill quickly yeah. goes in. No, you're right. So I think they want Pickett to be the starter. So they're going to they're gonna start him to start well, the Tomlin, year. Tomlin was pretty, I mean, blunt about it. He's like, hey. Uh, bring it in competition. Yeah, bring it in. But he's Pickett's the starter. Pickett's going to sweat during camp, basically. Yeah. Um, You could trade Pickett. You know, you, you could trade. I, what if, I'm, I'm also curious. Everyone's set on these quarterbacks from last year. What if? The Colts feel like Anthony Richardson is not any good. Not any, but just uh, injury prone, which he is. There's there's a sentiment there that uh, I've been told is uh, a lot of people in the organization feel like he is injury prone. I just don't know. It's like the Trey Lance dilemma. I know. I don't know what the market is for a team that says this guy sucks after one year. I, we want to trade him. But you can trade him and then get a quarterback this year. Again, I'm just throwing but out hypotheticals. What are you getting? I, I don't. I don't know. I feel like in that scenario, you just ride it out and, and hope that he. Yeah, works out this year. Yeah, they're going to stick with it. Uh, uh, you know, the, the sentiment in Nashville was, well, what if the new coach doesn't like Will Levis? They could always trade him. And he's got more value because he actually played. He's got, the, you know. Well, see, in that scenario, at least it's a new coach taking over that and just doesn't have, fit the system. Right. So you could sell it to other teams as, hey, he's good. He just doesn't jive with this coach because he didn't, he didn't pick him. You think the quarterbacks go three, top three right now? Um... I, I got to see what the Bears do with the likely yes, I think it'll be three up, three down. How about Justin Fields in New England? Justin Fields in New England works. Well, they need a quarterback, that's for sure. Coming up, Clay Travis joins us. That's next on Hot Mike. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us. Hot Mike with that and with our rolls on here at Outkick.com. Clay Travis joins us. We are back from Vegas. We all survived miraculously. Clay, hope you're doing well. I am uh, fantastic. Glad to be back home. But yeah, it was a, I think Vegas is about as spectacular of a Super Bowl location as there could possibly be. I, I totally agree with you. Look, I... I we have saved the discussion for, for whenever you joined us, the the party at XS. I am letting you have the floor here, but I will say, uh, I've been to cool events. I had no business being at XS uh, for the, the party with Shaquille O'Neal and uh, Lil Wayne. Well, Hug and, and I were underdressed. Yeah, we were, absolutely. We were very much underdressed. I'll let you give that. the details of what you want to give, uh, and from there we can spin off on details that uh, we can uh, actually have some fun with. Well, look, um, I, uh, I had my wife, Laura, who you guys well know, yeah. um, out and I don't know anything about DJs. Um, Agreed. she like does 
Pilates and she does uh, Peloton and uh, hot yoga and like all this ridiculous. I don't even know how any of this stuff works. Bar classes and everything else. And as a part of this, I guess the DJ music is sometimes very prominent. Yeah. So she knows like every DJ in the, on the planet. And so the last couple of times we've been to Vegas, she has wanted to go to Vegas clubs and see DJs that she likes. So as a part of going out, she doesn't think that I plan very well uh, for anything in life, which is probably a valid criticism. And so she said, hey, I want to know what the events are. And so uh, I got the schedule of the events that were going on. And I, uh, I, had, I sent her the DJ lineups. And I said, pick where you want to go and we'll go. And so she wanted to go Friday and Saturday night to Excess, which is the nightclub in the wind. And, uh, and so I don't even know the names of the DJs that ultimately came out and performed. Well, I know one of them, the chain smokers, I think Yeah, oh, and, yeah. And um, Diplo. that was on Saturday, well, you know, Shaq Diplo. I don't, DJ I don't even Diesel. know who Diplo is. Uh, DJ, well, that's Shaq. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, so anyway, she wanted to go. So, uh, I got uh, a couple of, of tables on Friday and Saturday night and spent an obscene amount of money and, it was uh, insane, and bought a lot it, of liquor. It was insane. Again, uh, it was awesome. Kudos to you. Thank you for that. Yes, that yes night, by the way. but it, it was awesome. Yeah, like, so we had a really fun group. We had a bunch of, of people that, that would be recognized from the sports media universe that yep. were uh, at our tables both nights. And, uh, and I hope everybody had a, had a really good time. So, uh, um, you know, on Friday and Saturday night, and then Sunday we went to the Super Bowl. And so, uh, and also I went and saw Adele, which was amazing. Like, and I don't even, I only, I'm not very well plugged in, as you guys know, to the music scene. Um, Adele is I awesome. know maybe Live. half. Awesome. She's great. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know maybe half of Adele's songs, but the Caesars Palace, uh, forum Adele show was so good. I would have gone two straight days. Like I would have gone, I told my wife when we left and it was she who wanted to go obviously more than me. Adele was really funny. She put on a great show. I would have turned around and gone back the next day. Um, uh, if we had had tickets the next day. So that's how good that was. If anybody's out there and they're wondering what my review of, um, uh, of Adele was, it was a, a very strong one. I, I think for those uh, that are, are watching, I, it, um, some, many have probably never been to a Super Bowl. Uh, I, my takeaway from the a couple I've been to is the halftime show there in the, in the stadium is really not great. It's just a bunch of lights. What, what was the uh, Usher's performance like? I, I, I didn't really know a lot about, I mean, I remember uh, the big songs from Usher, uh, I, I thought it was just okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, a couple of years, was it last year or a couple of years ago? Uh, last year was Rihanna. I thought Rih I was in the stadium last year for Rihanna. Yeah. And obviously sometimes in the stadium, these are television productions. No doubt. So even if you're in the stadium, sometimes it's not necessarily great for you because it's designed for the hundred million people who are watching. Um, I thought that uh, Rihanna was better than Usher. I liked the Rihanna show in the stadium better. Uh, but I was not there two years ago. And that was, I think, Eminem and Dr. Dre 
And I loved that one because it took me back to 90s, early 2000s rap, which I actually really liked uh, and grew up on. Uh, So of the recent performances, uh, I would point to Dre and Eminem and all those guys as the one that I like the most. And, and having watched it, I thought uh, uh, Usher was far better than Rihanna, uh, just for the, the television production. Clay Travis with us. Uh, it was just an interesting answer there, being in the stadium. Clay, uh, I think Vegas is going to get a Super Bowl every five to six years. Do you agree? They should. Um, you know, if, if I were in charge, I think Nashville should get it every five years, and I think that'll be announced Uh shortly that Nashville is going to have it in the brand new stadium. Um, I think Nashville should get it every five years. I think Vegas should get it every five years. I think Miami should get it every five years. Uh, I think probably LA. uh, And then maybe you rotate it around uh, for the other location. Um, I think weather matters. Uh, New Orleans is going to have it next year. Fox will have it. That should be a lot of fun. Um, Certainly, I think New Orleans should be in the mix. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think Vegas and Nashville should both be in regular rotation. Clay, the, uh, the life of a parent out in Vegas for a week, don't get sick at all. Get home. Both daughters sick. I get Uh-oh. their cold, uh, that has started today. So that's, that's why my voice is uh, a, a little bit rough. Um, the New York times story about outkick, about barstool, about Pat McAfee, you, you alerted us to this. I, I read it. I read it more of, of as just an acknowledgement that brands like ours at Outkick are here to stay and that there's a big-time marketplace for it. What, what did you take from that New York Times story that you're quoted in, by the way? I thought, I mean, look, um, I, I don't expect the New York Times is going to write positive things about Outkick. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, the Washington Post has done a story on me or Outkick, Politico, The Daily Beast, awful announcing um uh and i think a couple of more and most of them are negative uh which i've kind of gotten used to um i thought what what was written in the watch in the new york times was was fine and i think it kind of speaks what i would say in general is outkick has grown from the center of the country out And I think a lot of media companies are not used to that because most media companies grow New York or LA in, right? They start off on the coast and they're popular and then they move into the part of the country. And I would say, I I read uh, an interesting article arguing that Yellowstone, um, the television program, started off very popular in the middle part of the country. And it took several years for New York and L.A. to look and realize, holy crap, this Yellowstone story is really popular. I think that's kind of the outkick story. Um, I think we grew up in Nashville and Houston and Dallas and Atlanta and Birmingham and uh, you know Louisville, Kentucky and Memphis. And I think a lot of those cities, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, you know, Places like that, um, I think a lot of SEC towns and the red states in general, we're big in Columbus now. Uh, Chicago, we've been big in for a long time. But it took a while for New York and L.A. to catch up. Um, and I think because so much of media comes out of New York and L.A., I think a lot of these places are just realizing, looking around and being like, holy crap, this outkick thing's pretty big. Um, and I think it's because, frankly, the people who've been talking about OutKick and or me for a long time 
uh, are not out at fancy cocktail bars in New York and LA. Uh, they're out at normal sports bars all over the middle part of the country. And, um, and the, the coasts are becoming more aware of us now. And I think that's probably reflective of the media attention. I think certainly Fox news helps with that. Um, because, so many Outkick employees are regularly on Fox News, which is the biggest cable company in the country now, cable channel. Um, and, uh, and and I think Fox Sports has helped with that, too, with the amount that I've done over the years. Uh, but I think the coasts are catching up with what the middle part of the country has known for some time. Clay, we've had this discussion today throughout the show. Travis Kelsey, um, is he on the right side of the media to where he's being protected because of his association with Taylor Swift. And what, what I mean by that is when you accost 66-year-old head coach Andy Reid on the sideline and it's not really discussed during the broadcast and there's not a ton of criticism for that with, with Travis Kelsey, where do you fall on how not the Taylor Swift part of this, but now the Travis Kelsey part of Swift and Kelsey's being covered by the media? I think that Travis Kelsey would have been savaged if the Chiefs had lost. But I think it's hard to attack him when they go on and they win the Super Bowl. Um, I think if the if the the biggest beneficiary of the uh, 49ers losing was Travis Kelsey, because I think most of the conversation would have moved from, you know, there would have been a lot of Brock Purdy, what a story, seventh round pick to go win the title, uh, Christian McCaffrey, what a great story that is. Um, you know, Kyle Shanahan, that would have been partial story, but I think the biggest story reacting to the Super Bowl would have been Travis Kelsey going after Andy Reid. And how about the um, fact, Clay, that as they, soon as they won, go ahead. Sorry. As, as soon as they won, I think it takes a lot of the steam out yeah. because you're like, what Travis Kelsey lost his cool and he went after his coach and oh, they won a second straight Super Bowl and he had an incredible second half. You know, it's like yeah. there isn't the next level there. Uh, the goal is to win the Super Bowl. And if he had lost, and what do you have? Only one catch, I think, for four yards in the first half. Yep. And then he had whatever it was, six or seven catches and 85 yards in the second half. I think the storyline would have been completely different otherwise. See, I, I mean, they're, they're also on Inside the NFL and uh, Bobby Barak with the story at outkick.com. Uh, through NFL Films, they are cutting the audio from that altercation of, of of where he's mic'd up. They're they're deliberately taking that out. I think they're uh, at Kelsey's request, likely. Yeah, yeah but Nance and Romo yeah, also I don't think, it, yeah. it, on live TV of the Super Bowl. Nance and Romo just kind of glossed over this. It's a massive storyline for him to do that, and they just kind of acted like it was a routine thing. Yeah, I wasn't watching. I haven't seen the broadcast, right. so you guys would be able I to think speak it's a to Taylor that better Swift than effect. I, I think I it's would. more of a Swift effect. Yeah, it, it was unprecedented. We've never seen a player go after a head coach like that I mean, during a game. The money, I mean, uh, uh, I think there were three major advertisers that spent at least $21 million, uh that were just targeting females, and the audience was up 7%. Yeah, look, like, I, I think in, in general, I don't have a – like if you're going to mic someone up, I think they should have some control over what is broadcast, right? Like I didn't think it was fair uh, when they mic'd up Sam Darnold and they used the clip. Do you remember when he said, like, I'm seeing ghosts out there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they used it. Yeah, yeah, I think they were playing the, the Patriots. They used it. It seems unfair to me 
if you give access to someone that they otherwise wouldn't have, that they can use negative audio and make you look bad based on what they do, right? Um, because I would never let, say if I were a player, I would never let anybody mic me up if I knew they were going to take cuts and make me look awful. Now, funny conversations, like whatever else. I do think it becomes interesting, though, if there is a story associated with it and if there's audio of it and you cut it, right? In other words, I think it's unfair to take something that none of us would have known Sam Darnold said and use it to make him look bad when he's agreed to be mic'd up. But I think there's an argument when you're Travis Kelsey and you run and you bump your coach and you scream at him that you have created the story and that story should then be able to be covered. Does that make sense? Yes, like yeah. if Sam Darnold was on uh, tape screaming at an official and they threw a flag to penalize him and everybody wanted to know what he said to justify the penalty. I think once that happened, then there is a news component that is different than just trying to embarrass you. You made Travis Kelsey that a story by your behavior, which the cameras caught. If Travis Kelsey on the field is like, oh, you know, whatever linebacker is trying to cover him is a bum loser and has no ability to actually cover him. I can understand why he wouldn't want that audio out, right? Or Patrick Mahomes says, hey, we're going to be running this route all day long because that guy's a loser and he can't cover you. I understand why you don't. That's something that otherwise would not be public. But I think when you create a story, that deserves to be covered. Clay, how crazy is it that, uh, according to Brandon Marshall, Taylor Swift not only had Kanye West moved <laughs> from his seat, he had, uh, she had Kanye West kicked out of the stadium. Removed from the stadium. This, again. Th this is, uh, uh, again, Brandon Marshall's the only one saying this. I haven't seen any confirmation other than this. But that is crazy to me that he bought a ticket and he's not only moved away from the suite, he's got a mask on and some other thing, but he's kicked out of the stadium. The power of Taylor Swift. If that's true, I don't understand how it happened, which is why I, I question whether or not it's true. Um, and my understanding is he was just sitting in front of her. Like he wasn't in the so, tweet, right? That's right. He so, was so like here's plotting the to get in the video This shot is on his podcast, it. I Am Athlete Podcast. Kanye pulls up to Vegas. Kanye West buys a ticket right in front of Taylor Swift's booth. Taylor Swift gets pissed off. She boom, boom, makes a call or two. Everybody's involved. He gets kicked out of the stadium. He was trying to leverage her celebrity. That is from Brandon Marshall. Yeah, I, I, that sounds strange. That, that doesn't make I, sense to me. Like, to I, I, where I was sitting, yeah, where I was sitting was in front of Condoleezza Rice um, and LeBron James, right? Like, I could look up behind me a few rows, and Condoleezza Rice and LeBron James were in two different suites, but I was kind of like close to both, right? Yeah. When you're in a suite, I don't think you have the right to get somebody kicked out who's sitting outside of the suite in front of you. I mean, there's a thousand people in front of you. So um, I don't know what the story is there, but that doesn't make, that doesn't add up to me. Now, if he was trying to get into her suite, um, yeah. you know, like she has control of who should be in her suite. 
Like that would make some sense to me. If I had a suite and somebody tried to crash my suite party, I would get them kicked out regardless of who they were. If that's the story, that makes a little bit more sense. But he was in a seat uh, in front of her outside of the suite and she got him kicked out. I don't think she could get anybody kicked out. I sort of, you know, look, if you're making threats or uh, right. you're behaving inappropriately, that's different. But I haven't seen any suggestion that that was the case. I think the, I think the mask motive... he was in makes me think he was up to something. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a pretty crazy look that he was wearing. Uh, yeah, he's got a game. mask with, uh, with Jesus I, on the cross. I, I, I feel like there like. had to be probable cause for security I, to take I, him what out. His intentions were clay. I think he wanted to stand up whenever Taylor was on live CBS. He wanted to more or less photobomb her. I think that was the intention, according to Brandon Marshall. Again, don't know. But he's the only one that has said anything about this. Hey, final thing. Uh, are we going to see the preliminary injunction for uh, the state of Tennessee and the Commonwealth of Virginia against the NCAA? I think so. Um, you know, every judge has to make their own determination. If we don't, uh, I think it would be because the NCAA hasn't acted. Um, you know, if you're going to argue that there is a harm, right. Yeah. Uh, what is the harm so far that there's an ongoing investigation? Um, I think maybe the, the move by Tennessee that has been so strong is maybe they're keeping the NCAA from instituting a harm. I mean, I, I think we talked last week, I said, if they try to, for instance, suspend Nico, uh, Amalavea, uh, then there's a harm. And I think there could be a, a, a restraining order put in place. But I think the biggest issue right now is what is the harm? Uh, it's the threat that we're going to punish you is the threat that we're going to punish you a significant enough harm. Clay Travis, uh, founder of Outkick joins us weekly. Clay, thanks man. And, uh, again, uh, we had no business being uh, at that booth at the table, but it was a blast. It was we appreciate unbelievable. you. Thanks, Clark. Look, you guys do you guys do great work, um, and uh, my goal in general is to try to do fun things for people who do work for Outkick. Uh, I appreciate it, whether it's you guys behind the scenes people. Uh, so I wish there had been a lot of the Outkick people left. Uh, before Friday night, um, yeah. I invited a lot of them because I was going to have as many people as I could. Uh, from Outkick at that uh, at the at the booth at the party, um, but uh, but really, I mean, this is just uh, it's a really fun event. I feel like I'm fortunate to have the money to do lots of fun things now, and I'd like to be able to share that with uh, with other people working hard at Outkick. Yeah, you're the man. You're a saint, Clay Travis. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes, <laughs> appreciate you. Don't yes. ruin my reputation. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Clay. Clay. See you. Appreciate y'all. Coming up, top headlines of the day, and Dan Dockett joins us. That's straight ahead here on Hot Mike.